Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 246 of the Motorcycle Men podcast. And I've got another great interview for your listening pleasure here in the V-Twin Cafe in sunny downtown Cranford, New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, the Motorcycle Men podcast is brought to you by Shinko Tires. Regardless of the type of bike you ride, it's time for tires for your bike. You want to think of Shinko. That's right. You go to Shinko Tire USA and you tell them that the Motorcycle Men sent you. And, of course, Scorpion Helmets. Scorpion EXO has been dedicated to offering high-quality, innovative motorcycle helmets and technical apparel at an incredible value. And to learn more, you can go over to scorpionusa.com. And, of course, you can tell them the Motorcycle Men sent you if you want. Wild-ass seats. That's right. Why ride in pain when you can ride in absolute comfort? with the help of a wild-ass seat cushion. Your back will thank you, and you will enjoy a mile after mile of cruising comfort, no matter what type of motorcycle you ride. Now, these cushions eliminate painful pressure points, which kind of make life miserable for you when you're on the bike. So go to wild-ass.com, that's wild-ass.com, and order today. And make sure you tell them that the Motorcycle Men sent you. Hey, the Motorcycle Men is supporting David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. If you would like to help out and be a part of something that actually makes a difference, you want to donate today to David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. Go to davidsdreamandbelieve.org to donate. Links will be in the show notes. All right. And the Gold Star Rhine Foundation, they're helping families of fallen soldiers and making a difference in the lives of those left behind. So if you would like to be a part of a great cause and get some heartfelt miles in, you want to go over to goldstarride.org and learn how you can participate in the next Gold Star Ride. And it's time now to talk about your safety from our friends over at Tobacco Motorwear. Now, tobacco is known for making the best-looking riding jeans in the world, and that's because they start with some great fabrics like selvage denim and canvas, and then they add protective elements like comfortable anti-abrasion linings and armor. Tobacco Motorwear makes jackets, vests, and riding shirts, and you've heard me say it before a thousand times that I love my California riding shirt and my tobacco riding jeans, and I wear them on every ride. I just won't ride without them. Not only that, you know, every time... I'm on the bike. Somebody's going to ask me about the California riding shirt or my jeans. All right. Also try out their new Roper gloves. These are breathable, soft leather and the most comfortable gloves you'll ever wear. And for added protection, you can check out that Wasteland vest that they have. Plenty of pockets and armor and a great addition to wear with your California riding shirt or under your leather jacket on those slightly chilly days. No need to sacrifice style for safety, so go out to tobaccomotorwear.com. That's tobaccomotorwear.com. And, and listen to this, kids. Motorcycle Men listeners will get 10% off your order when you use that coupon code MOTOMEN. All right, now. One of my favorite things to do when I'm at home doing nothing or working out or sitting in my office is to watch YouTube videos. And while I do watch many channels that are entertainment-based, uh, gaming or music or concerts, as you can imagine, the vast majority of the channels that I watch are motorcycle-related. And most of them are vlogs of some sort where the writers documenting their travels 
or just out for a short spin to share their thoughts during the ride. Now, while I enjoy the vlogs of the, the adventure type where they're going off in the middle of nowhere, where the river is traveling great distances and things like that, I also have a fondness for the 10-minute you know, motorcycle scoot around the corner for a cup of coffee and maybe some silly banter to go along with it. That's entertaining as well, and I enjoy that. My guest today shares with us that cup of coffee and perhaps a beer or two, entertaining conversation and an insight into what it's like to be a woman rider from the seat of her Harley Davidson. Ladies and gentlemen, Jess from Her Two Wheels YouTube channel joins me here in the V-Twin Cafe. Okay, boys and girls, uh, joining me tonight all the way from, where are you? Anyway. I'm in Ohio. So you're in the whole state of Ohio. The whole state, actually no. <laughs> towards the middle. So okay. <laughs> Central Ohio. From the uh, Her Two Wheels YouTube channel, this is Jess. Jess, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm glad you could be here. I've been watching your videos, and I thought I got to get her on the show because she's looks like she's a very fun person and I can have her and have a good conversation with her. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your motorcycle self and what you do? Sure. My motorcycle self is relatively new. I've only been riding for about five years. And what I do as a profession, I'm a professional photo retoucher. It's kind of like a weird niche oh. profession, but I have a degree in uh, marketing and graphic design. Nice. So, yeah. So tell what, what kind of bikes are you doing here? My current bike, I have a 2009 Dyna Super Glide. She is my babe. I love her. I'll never get rid of her. Um, I started out on a Honda Shadow 600. We bobbed it the first year we had her. So I had fun just getting into a little chopped bike, but quickly realized I needed something new. So I've only had the two bikes. I have my Dyna. That's my okay. Shadow. That's good. I've only had two my entire life. I'm sorry. I take that back. I've had three. That's all right. But uh, so do you like the Dyna? I love my Dyna. I, if I would have known the things that I know now about the bike in the year that I bought, I probably would have waited and gotten something a little newer just based on aesthetics and how I wanted mm -hmm. to modify my bike. But yeah, she's my girl. I love her. She treats me nice. I treat her nice. Now you named it Knox. NOX, yeah. why? So, uh, there's been a couple reasons that I haven't been able to explain, but the real honest to God true reason was because I love Harry Potter. And okay. in the story, Harry Potter, when they want to illuminate something, like we would use a flashlight, they would use their wands and they say Lumos and their wands light up and they can see. And then when they want to shut it off, they say Knox. Oh, okay. So, I get it. Darkness. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Because your, your bike is black, so I get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Nerd fine. <laughs> now, tell us about the Her Two Wheels YouTube channel and, and what it's about. Sure. So, Her Two Wheels actually started as a Tumblr blog. Um, when I first got into motorcycles, I literally knew no one else that was into it, and especially I didn't know any other women. So I started um, a Tumblr blog and I just, I wanted something stupidly generic. You know, I want people to know I ride a motorcycle, I'm a woman, like just easy peasy. So I created her two wheels Tumblr blog and just really found inspiration browsing photos on that platform. And then about 
maybe six months into writing, I was like, I could do this on Instagram. You know, I bet you I could find a community on Instagram. So I created my Her Two Wheels Instagram account in 2015, maybe 2016. And then since then, um, that's how I met most of like my writing girl community. So I grew the Her Two Wheels Instagram to, I don't know, a little over a thousand before I decided I wanted to do YouTube. I actually decided in 2017, I was like, I think I want a moto vlog. I think I'd be good at this. I don't know any other women that does like that does moto vlogging. So I wanted to nail down the Her Two Wheels name. So I created the channel at the end of 2017 just to get my you know the domain name and then it wasn't until last year october 2019 i was like i so here in columbus the aim expo happens in columbus the past couple years it literally today they just announced that they're pushing it this year so it's gonna happen next year which is fine but so it was at the aim expo in columbus uh last year where you know, I went to the meet and greet and I got to meet Sub D, Blockhead, Shade Tree Surgeon, all those guys. And we had so much fun at the expo watching the flat track race. And I was like, you know, I can do this. Like, this is so much fun. I really love these guys' channels. And I still just don't know any women that are into this. So that's when I decided, like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start. So I posted my first video last October. Oh, that was awesome. Now, tell us about the name Her Two Wheels. What brought you to that? Like I said, it was just so generic. I, you know, I'm a girl, her. (laughs) (laughs) Two wheels, man. Any, I knew I wanted it to be not brand specific, even though I love Harley. I ride a Harley. I, I am a motorcyclist. Right. All right. That's perfect. That's fine. Now, how well does your professional career cross over to your vlogging? Um, Side by side, not so much. I work for mm-hmm. um, a company. I work in the creative marketing department. So marketing and creative strategy is part of my full-time job. So I'm, I'm used to pixel pushing. I work in Photoshop, creating um, animations, video editing, stuff like that. So what I do for that company translated easily into marketing for myself. Mm-hmm. Now, has so, that, Well, how's that integration with your profession into your vlogging, has it made it easier for you to do your vlogging? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Does to do make, the technical aspects. Does it make it feel like work sometimes though? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> it's not supposed to be like work. It's supposed to be fun, right? It's fun when you're vlogging, but everything around that, like 6% of vlogging is work. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's the, all the editing you have to do, the post-production, the pre-production, all that stuff, the preparation. That's the work part of it. Now, how many hours do you think you spend uh, per, per video? How much time do you think you spend editing versus the, uh, the dynamic be- between actually creation? What's the balance? So I'll use today's video as an example. I went and recorded a video today and it, the whole ride of recording time took maybe 15 to 20 minutes. I got back home. I shot a thumbnail. I uploaded the content, uh, got it into my editing software and then edited it down. I would say total today for a 13 minute video took me probably two and a half hours. And I think that's good. I think that's good time. (laughs) Wow. Have you spent longer? Oh yeah. I, so I've been doing more, um, longer dynamic videos, riding with other people using multiple camera angles and stuff like that. And 
throughout the day, I'll try to extend like my battery life. You know, I don't record everything. I try to record interesting things. Right. So every so often I'm just clicking off and on, off and on capturing content. And then at the end of the day, you've got like 40 videos that are mm-hmm. 46 seconds long that you have to line up. And so, yeah, I have spent upwards of eight hours for one video. Wow. Money must be good. <laughs> All that time you spent doing that. Um, it's now you started. Not, no. Yeah. <laughs> so you started your, your channel in October. Mm-hmm. Did you expect it to take off like it has? I I think I would be lying. I want to be completely honest. I would be lying if I said, no, I don't think anything would have happened. I knew one of the reasons I started a channel was because I knew I was a very, very small demographic. A woman on a Harley Davidson moto vlogging. Mm-hmm. Not a bunch of us out there. Right. There's a lot, but not a bunch that are getting picked up, you know? So, sure. um. But no, I didn't know that it would happen so quickly. I thought maybe a year or two, I would earn a couple thousand subscribers. But I have really been doing my research on the YouTube algorithm and mm-hmm. the SEO and trying to learn how to get picked up by YouTube. Like I want YouTube to do the heavy lifting and then yeah. me just look like I'm having fun. Right. So right now at this point, you have uh, almost 14,000 subscribers. Mm. That's cool. <laughs> Did I just tell you something you didn't know? <laughs> I guess so. I think the last time I checked, I was at, yeah, I was a little over 13. So that's exciting. Yeah, I would think so. Oh, my God. Um, now, your decision to start the vlog, was that now was that simply because of your, your Tumblr thing? Or do you, is this just something you felt like you really wanted to do just to give it a shot? Yeah, it, it was something I've known for a while that I just kind of, I get these like, mental blocks in my head where I'm like, you know, I'd probably be good at that. And then I can't really focus on anything else until I try it out and learn whether or not I'm good at it. So uh, vlogging was something I really wanted to give a shot because I do have a full-time commentary going on, whether it's on camera or not. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're you're saying is you talk to yourself. Yeah, when you're in that helmet, it's a therapy session, whether or not oh, other yeah. people can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right, my God. Do, do, you, do you yell at yourself, too? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> you're your own worst enemy, right? <laughs> the, the words I say. <laughs> <laughs> you want to give us an example? <laughs> it's mostly like action action words like just screaming like today i almost ran over a squirrel carrying a walnut and i love squirrels and i love animals so the 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 octave that my voice hit (laughs) when i almost hit that little furry baby was glad i wasn't recording (laughs) um what was your inspiration though did you did anybody inspire you to get involved in this yeah totally um I, I just love YouTube. We don't have cable. My husband and I, we haven't had cable in probably seven years. Really? So YouTube, yeah. Wow. Yeah. YouTube is like our full-time television. Wow. Really? I, th- I think you're the only person I know that doesn't have cable TV. Wow. Look at that. So you're streaming a lot of stuff then. Yeah. I mean, we do. I mean, I have Netflix and stuff like oh, that, but yeah, it's, it's YouTube and, uh, I, the people that I follow, cause I don't follow just motorcycle enthusiasts. Yeah. I follow a lot of people, but I love the content creators that I follow because they have different upload schedules. So like literally every day, all throughout the day, I get different 
content and yeah. then you know just like a regular like pay-per-view program you get used to the people who upload on tuesday and it's like yeah i did a new video today so <laughs> what what vlogs do you follow i follow um i so here's the thing i need more content to follow because like i said my personal youtube channel is relatively new so the motorcycle vlogging community is relatively new so like you mentioned earlier itchy boots um i didn't know about her until i started my channel and other people told me like follow itchy boots so i looked her up loved her stuff um i follow like uh suburban delinquent blockhead shade tree surgeon all mm -hmm. of those guys but i followed them because it felt normal like their videos weren't crazy crazy and then once i met them here in columbus i was like dude you guys have the best job like this is cool and so i really that's when i really started paying attention what they were doing right. and feeling like i was getting to know a friend i follow um as the magpie flies mm -hmm. amanda Zitto. she's wonderful i've never met her in person but we we like text like we're best friends i love amanda um doodle on a motorcycle yep. i've been following her for a couple of years and i didn't even know it honestly because i just sometimes you you go through like binge sessions so yeah. i know i found I, that when i was watching some videos like like for example uh with itchy boots for example i was watching on average maybe three to four of her videos a night you know, so and her videos aren't really super short either. They're right around no. 15 minutes each. So she yeah. makes good videos. Yeah, they feel oh, yeah. like each video really feels like an episode. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Yours do, too. Also, it's a lot of fun. Now, you talk about moto camping a lot. Yeah. Have you done any yet? Yes. I love my, I'm wearing my babes right out. Sweating. I see that. I see yeah. that. Moto camping is um, something that. I decided a couple of years ago on a whim I would try with like another girlfriend and right. we went and it's, it's not even like camping's fun. Mm -hmm. I love camping, but it's the fact of trying to fit all of life's luxuries on two wheels and travel and then the setup and the tear down. Like, I don't know what it is. I love moto camping and not being able to go camping right now is killing me. I know. Where'd you, where'd you go camping? So I'd mostly go um, around the central Ohio area. We live really close to a beautiful area called like Hawking Hills. Um, I've ridden to New York, obviously for Babes Ride Out. This will be my third year riding to New York, even though it got postponed until August. I have ridden to, um, what's it called? Close to Philadelphia. I don't remember what the town's called, I blanked. But I've gone to the Fox Run, which is an all women like moto collective. Mm -hmm. And then this June, in a little over a month, hopefully, knock on wood, I'm riding to Seneca Rocks, West Virginia, to go to an all-women moto camp out called Grits and Glory. So, Wow. So now we, uh, we did see your camping setup in one of your videos. Is that the final camp setup now? Nope. Actually, that <laughs> camping setup is... <laughs> I bought a new tent. I bought new cookware. I, I thought you liked have, that tent. I do, but there was like one thing about it. The size was a little too big, and I, I didn't have like a hook on the inside for my fan because I'm a bougie bitch. I like to, <laughs> I like to glamp. <laughs> uh, so you're a comfort camper, are you? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So I literally. Well, tell us about your camping setup now. Does it all fit on your bike? Okay. 
Yes, everything fits on my bike. I have I've truly set my bike up to be my like mini bagger. I have the huge sissy bar, the pulling the sissy bar bag, uh, two saddle bags that I just upgraded to be larger. And then I have the, what's it called? Luggage rack on mm-hmm. the back that I added. And then obviously I can do um, a tank bag. I can do a book bag. I don't because I have so much space everywhere else. So yeah, I fit. I'm actually posting a video next week, I believe next Monday, um, about what I pack when I go moto camping, like a full comprehensive everything. No, oh, so you said you got a new stove too. Just one of the little uh, the butane oh, containers yeah, yeah. with like the thing on top. <laughs> and what do you do about food when you go? Oh, I'm usually first of all shit faced, and then I'll like roast. I'll roast a couple of hot dogs and pass out. Like, what do you do? <laughs> That's how I camp. <laughs> well, I I too am a comfort camper. And I can assure you that I eat very good when I go ca- go camping. I eat very well. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, as far as goes for the... Uh, now, you said you went to New York. Where in New York did you go? So, the Babes Ride Out East Coast location is in Narrowsburg, New York. It's a little tiny town on the Delaware River. So, it's literally in the corner of New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. Oh, up to, by um, Port Jarvis. Yes. And yeah, exactly. I ride to Port Jarvis when I go. Oh, man. Did you go? So you rode the Hawk's Nest then? Yes. Oh, okay. Love it. Up in the Catskills. Yeah. It's a beautiful area. Been there, done that. Because that's not too far from me. Oh, it's about an hour and a half from where I am. That's not too far. Yeah, that's pretty no, good. I'm in Jersey, so it's not a big deal. But, uh, wow. So um, as far as goes for some of the, the women-specific events that you're going to, why don't you, I, like Babes Ride Out, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? So... I went for the first time, Babes Ride Out, in 2018. I had just gotten my bike, and it was, uh, we do about a nine-hour ride from central Ohio to, typically I stay in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. I ride to Scranton, stay there the night before, because Babes, the event opens at 11 a.m. on, like, a Friday. So, you know, you want to get there early, get a good spot, and then you can go ride all day. So, I truly love babes ride out because it's just like it's non-stop fun so many women and more and more come every single year excuse me they are now sponsored by harley davidson's one of their main sponsors so okay. harley shows up they let you rent bikes like you can just go ride whatever bike like my uh, girlfriends that i was with last year went and took like the new road glide specials out they just you know go ride through the catskills on these brand new motorcycles there's bands food trucks fireworks there's a coffee food truck which i'm like obsessed with i probably spent a hundred dollars <laughs> on cold brew last year <laughs> yeah you but, do like your cold coffee don't you my cold coffee so yeah. are, you, are you starbucks or dunkin donuts oh uh, I, I mean like out of the two starbucks just because of geographically that's all, all i right. have available but i love my good mom and pop coffee shops have you figured out the 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 coffee on the bike thing yet no i need a cup holder for sure i'll bring one of my like yeti tumblers that like yeah seal see shut. That, yeah yeah but, I'll you can't, that but you can't drink it though can't drink it but i also wear a full face helmet so well have you considered a camelback yeah but not for iced coffee i haven't gotten to that point <laughs> <laughs> because then you can have it all the time <laughs> one time i went to a coffee shop with my friends in the morning and i drank i think three 
cold brews and the amount of time that we just, we sat there the whole time. So by the time I got ready to go back home, you know, I'm on the bike, I'm ripping it, I'm getting on the highway, looking behind me, making sure no one's coming. And a, a cop was driving past me and I had like a sheer terror moment, like, oh fuck, I'm <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I'm not. I just have coffee. But I was like so yep. jacked from this cold brew. I was like scared of the cop. It was a genuine thought that ran through my head. Unfortunately, I wasn't recording at the time. Oh, yeah, that's a bummer. We, we missed that. Okay, mm-hmm. well, well, we got off track there, but um, so as far as goes for the events that you're going to this year, are we going to see some videos from those events? Yeah, absolutely. If they happen, absolutely. Um, man, this year's been really a big bummer. Yeah. I had a lot, yeah, I had a lot of goals for the content that I wanted to record, and I've been... I got to do, well, we'll get to it later, but I got to go to Tucson for, you know, the Triumph event. And that was a really big learning curve for being a content creator, you know, learning the technical side of how many batteries you need to have and keeping things charged and dumping memory cards and stuff like that. And I was so prepping myself to really try to capture good content for Babes Ride Out and, you know, all of these events that you're out in the woods and you don't have electricity. So... I was really getting prepared for it. And then a few of them have been canceled. Uh, babes moved so far. Hopefully it doesn't move again, but <laughs> how's the campsite for babes right out? Gorgeous. It's in uh, what's it called? It's at the Landers river, like resort okay. event. So half of it is just this huge giant open field for all kinds of fun stuff that you can do out there. And then the other half is just like this amazing wooded, cleared out right on the banks of the delaware river so it's like one of the best campgrounds i've been to and it's kind of dispersed so it's on 97 then isn't it oh i wouldn't know but probably okay i won't take your word for it then i gps it (laughs) (laughs) of course yeah i noticed you don't have a gps on your bike though Mm -mm. no i just use my phone okay hey whatever works right yep okay hey as a woman rider um do non-riders treat you a little differently when you take your helmet off and you see that you just got off the Harley? Um, if they do, it's because I'm in a very populated spot. Either I'm getting out at a grocery store or getting out, like getting off the bike at a grocery store or out at uh, kind of like an upper scale <laughs> town. I don't know if like an upscale town when I ride up on my Harley and take my helmet off, I kind of get some like, numb nose looks from people a couple times but i i would say i get a lot of thumbs up while i'm riding oh, you good. know especially yeah guys in minivans and stuff you know so guys I'll in get minivans yeah <laughs> guys in minivans awesome uh yeah. and as far as it goes for your channel and how women may perceive what you're doing um do you think you've become somewhat of an inspiration to a lot of women who want to ride So at first I didn't think so. At first I was like, this is just me having fun and whoever wants to watch will watch. But yeah, after doing it for a little over half a year now, I have gotten some really amazing like personal messages on my Instagram and on my YouTube page from other women saying like, I rode 30 years ago and I don't want any interest in it. And then I started watching you and it like reinvigorated my love for it or women who've never ridden before, but they always wanted to. So I, I really have 
had that experience with new writers and other women, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out and tell people like, I'm an inspirational channel. I think, cause that's what oh, I get no. people oh, asking no. me that yeah. question. Yeah. I, they, they say like, what can manufacturers do to get more women? And I'm like, you can't do anything to make people want to do something that they don't want to do. So right. like what I try to do, I just try to show my life and how fun, like how much fun I have. So I think just by showing the lifestyle and how fun it is, hopefully will spark some kind of intrigue in someone else. Right. Now you're getting a lot of good feedback from women on your channel. The little feedback from women I get uh, is very positive. Yes. <laughs> but generally overall, how has the feedback been to your uh, videos? So far it's been like my subscribers are so amazing. I got so like I, I'm very interested in analytics and demographic and stuff like that. So most of my followers are men in between the ages of I think 44 and 64. So like my demographic skews into like middle-aged men. A lot of them are retired. I have a very, very small amount of women who watch my channel. But I've also heard from a lot of my subscribers that they watch my channel with their significant other. So if it's a husband and wife sitting on the couch eating dinner and they're right. watching my channel, like, which is super humbling because that's what my husband and I myself do. We just yeah. watch YouTube. Like, Did you ever ask yourself, what's with the thumbs down? So you'll have to watch my video tomorrow if you want to get my thoughts on the Because I wonder about down. that. I'm, I watch these videos, even with you know, Itchy Boots. and I've been watching. I started watching Doodle uh, and, and other ones. And I'm like, why are people giving these videos thumbs down? What's what's their problem? Yeah. I, from the research that I've done, a thumbs up or a thumbs down is still interaction. Yeah, true. So right. so YouTube still thinks it's like, oh, it's good. But I think the thumbs down is more for the creator themselves to see, oh, wow, I got like 100 thumbs downs on this video. People don't really want to watch this stuff. So it's good like that. And I have definitely experienced that, especially with like the Triumph experience. I got a lot of thumbs down because, man, people right. were just pissed that I wasn't on my Harley. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean. And I just, like I said, I don't get it. I mean, are they thumbs downing videos because they didn't like the content? They didn't like the quality of video, the audio? What was it? I mean, do you ever get any feedback with regard to that? Um, I got a comment yesterday on one of my videos I posted last week, and it was just called, it was the it was the one where I, I tried to go to Starbucks again, and the line was too long, and I got pissed and, like, raged quit. And I was like, I'm not doing this again. So I left, and I said I made a comment, like, uh, God, I'm such a complainer. Like, how do you put up with me? And someone commented and said, yeah, I got to that point where you said, God, I'm such a complainer. How do you put up with me? And uh, I didn't, so I clicked out. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was like, well, at least you took the time to comment because that's good for my analytics. Yeah, right, so yeah. peace out, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. You still watched all the ads I put on there. There so you go. See? <laughs> let's uh, well, let's talk about your trip uh, that you went to with with uh, Triumph. How did that come about? Oh, yeah. Um, just as shocked as anyone else, I honestly thought I was being catfished, like <laughs> most of the other people that went. So. I'm just sitting at work one day. I think it was like a Monday. 
And I got an email from a guy that works for Triumph and just basically said, hey, we're planning this event. Um, we'd really be interested to have you come along. And so I was afraid to even open the email because I thought for sure my computer was going to get a virus because I was like, I'm definitely being hacked right now. Yeah. So after doing due diligence, I researched this guy, looked him up on LinkedIn, all that stuff. And then um, I even reached out to a couple other YouTubers that I'm friends with just to be like, did you get like this weird invite? And after one of the YouTubers confirmed like, yeah, I got this invite, but I can't make it. I was like, oh, wow, this might be real. And so I was like super sketched out. I emailed him back and I was like, listen, this sounds really cool, but this is scary. Like, what do I do? And he's like, we can talk on the phone. So I, I called him on the phone. I, I even had him on speaker. My husband was listening. So long story short, it was legit. Um, he bought my ticket and I was scheduled to fly out there. And it was super super rushed i i truly wish i had more time to meet and network with some of the other bloggers there and stuff just the social media personalities but it was genuinely i kept asking i'm like what do i need to do and they're like nothing you just gotta come out and ride and i'm like no but like what what do you need in return like how many videos how many plugs on instagram and they're like nothing they're like, if you want to record, if you want to do anything, that's your prerogative. But this is just the very first time we want to have a full immersion experience. We just want people to experience our bikes in an amazing location. And that's it. You're not required to do anything. Wow. So they foot the bill for the whole thing. The whole thing. We stayed in an amazing resort in like the foothills of the mountains out there in Tucson and I remember when they sent the link to the hotel, I was like, wow, this is a beautiful place to get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, so what was the impression of the bikes and uh, mostly the riding out there? So I really, I genuinely wish I had more time to sit on the bike, really learn the clusters. They are so, so technologically advanced. I'm Luckily I used to own, um, a jack bike before I bought the Harley. So I kind of knew how literally all other motorcycles in the world react other than Harley Davidson. So I knew how to start the bike and simple things like that, but they were just so technologically advanced, so smooth. The only bikes I rode were the, the Tiger 900. I think just like the, the smaller version. I didn't ride the, I don't remember what the other one was called. And then I rode the the Rocket 3, the GT version. So right. the Triumph, or I'm sorry, not the Triumph. They're all Triumphs. The Tiger was amazing. I'd never been on like an adventure bike before. But mm -hmm. after a few hours, I really noticed my knees hurting like an old lady. Like my legs were hurting me. <laughs> Couldn't so stretch I, out, right? Yeah, I didn't stretch. We were riding nonstop five hours. So the next day I got on the, uh, the Rocket maybe it wasn't a gt maybe it was the r whichever one has the forward controls because i specifically i wanted the forward controls yeah. like, i need to stretch out <laughs> <laughs> right so that bike was super comfortable very comfortable very very torquey i remember i was sitting on it in the parking lot and i gave it just a little blip of the throttle and the whole thing like rocked sideways on me i was like oh god <laughs> i'm gonna die <laughs> But, but you guys went out for quite a long ride that day with that. Yeah. So the first day we were only there, I think a total of 24 hours. It wow. was not long. So we got there on a Thursday. 
by Thursday afternoon, we were out riding bikes until sundown. And then the very next morning, we were on the bikes at 7.30 a.m., heading out to the mountains. So it was just, I mean, like fast and furious. And I'm very happy about the content that I was able to capture. Yeah. But just a totally, totally amazing experience. Still can't believe it happened. Wow. Did the Triumphs change your mind about your bike or have you considering a second one? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If I had all the money in the world, I'd probably have 17 motorcycles in the garage, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> of um, course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually didn't ride any of the bikes there that I would aesthetically be interested in purchasing in real life. So yeah. I have um, taken an interest in, like, the Scrambler-style bikes or even just, like, the Thruxton. Like, the, the Triumph Thruxtons are just one of the sexiest bikes out They're cool, there. They're cool, aren't they? So you know, beautiful. The... um. Uh, they have the, the Triumph Bobber is really cool as well. I really mm -hmm. like that one a lot, and I, I'm really have an attraction to the the Scrambler. Yeah, so I don't know what it is about the Triumph Scrambler versus like Ducati. The Triumph looks just kind of more aggressive. It's yeah. a little taller, a little yeah. I, they're very good looking bikes. I would mm -hmm. love to test ride one. Oh yeah, uh, let, let's talk about events for a second. Uh, have you considered going to any of the other rallies like Americade, Sturgis, Daytona? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it kind of all comes. So I do. I have a full time job. So yeah. taking PTO personal time off has been um, worrisome for me because I want to make sure I pick and choose the events that are not only going to be fun, but beneficial to my YouTube career. And then came knocking down the door of coronavirus so <laughs> had a lot of events that i really wanted to attend yeah. that probably aren't going to happen or have already been canceled so well most of the events uh in on the northeast and even well sturgis we don't know about sturgis yet they may keep that the same dates um, mm -hmm. but uh, americade's been pushed back laconia has been pushed back so there's still opportunities right now to get out to i know events. ohio bike week was officially postponed i don't know if it was rescheduled for another date this year or just we'll see you next year type of thing okay have you considered going to the mid ohio event yeah I, you know i've i've lived in ohio my whole life and i honestly didn't really know that was a thing until probably five or six years ago so yeah the whole mid ohio uh races up there and stuff in the campaign definitely would that be happened, a fun that's thing happening to do. in september right I think it's September or is it July? Uh, no, 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 I take it back. It's July. I take it back. Anyway, um, so what's next for her two wheels? I think I'm still in the the embryo stages <laughs> of <laughs> two wheels. Nice choice of words. <laughs> yeah, little motorcycle feet is floating around on YouTube right now. So that's funny. I like that. <laughs> Motorcycle feet is smaller. Okay. All right. Yeah. What's next is I I genuinely want to really start meeting people, start having meet and greets and events and getting people to come to my neck of the woods and rides and stuff like that. Um, it's not just a look at me type of thing. Like yeah. the amount of people that I've met online and I, even in person, I've gone to local events and I've had people stop me and say, wait a minute. Yeah, and I'm see? like, well, what's up? <laughs> so that is like really, really humbling. And I love meeting my subscribers. It really puts into perspective the small community that we're in. Yeah. So 
Well, let's talk about some of your, your merchandise. You have the stickers. Now, did I see that Do you have T-shirts coming or you have them? So um, before I even started a YouTube channel, like I said, I come from an art background, graphic design. So I've been putting some of my, I don't know what you would call it. I do very like feminine motorcycle artwork stuff. So I have over the years, posted drawings on Instagram and I've had girls comment and be like, Oh my God, if that was a teacher, I would wear it. So I did a lot of research on how do I sell t-shirts without having to physically print them, pack them, ship them. Like that was just something I really wasn't interested in. So I discovered Teespring. And um, so I just started uploading some of my artwork to Teespring and you can put it in however shirts, you know, V-neck stuff like that. And then I just posted it online and said, here, if you guys are interested, you can buy it. I don't have control over the price, um, but it, 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 I don't get have to do any real work other than the, the design. So after I've sold, I mean, I, I probably made up until, up until I started the YouTube channel, I don't think I made $300 in three years selling merchandise, yeah. but just knowing that it was there and that people could purchase it if they wanted to was really nice for me. So after I started the YouTube channel, I was like, well, I already have a Teespring page called Her Two Wheels. That was my store. So I connected it to my YouTube channel and then started doing a little more brand specific design. Mm -hmm. And it's been good. People buy stickers. It's great. I really appreciate it. I also have personal stickers myself that I'll hand out to friends or I'll send to fans, but I, I get the comment a lot, like, when are you going to start making guys stuff? <laughs> what? It's a girl's <laughs> channel. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, it, it's in unisex. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> now, did you design the logo? So a few years ago, uh, long story short, I met a lot of other really amazing women through the Lita's and my local branch, the Lita's Columbus, which has since disbanded because maintaining a social group is a lot of work. So Yes, I met a bunch of people through the Lita's. And so I felt inspired by just women and motorcycling in general. So I did a very basic sketch of just like a silhouette in a cool little like space looking helmet. Her hair was flowing. And on the helmet, I wrote the Lita's with like a lipstick kiss on the side. It's, it's like way down the pipeline on my Instagram if you're interested in checking it out. So then once I started developing my own personal brand, I was like, I still want, obviously her two wheels I've mentioned. I wanted it to be like, beat you over the head. Stupid. Mm -hmm. Like she's a girl, she rides a motorcycle. That's it. So when I was thinking of a logo, I kind of took that initial sketch that I had done and rebranded it to myself. So I made the helmet look like the helmet that I wear red. And then, um, I tried to do some graphic elements around it to say like her two wheels, <laughs> terrible graphic design like i can draw i have an art degree but i can't design <laughs> so i ended up hiring a freelancer to actually design the logo for me that still use like my artwork oh okay all right but now that you have that red helmet it's like you can't leave it now can you you have no. to stay red helmet now i do have to stay red helmet and honestly I, i'm okay with that it's uh i wear all black every day it's like my my color my bike's all black and then when i won that built well helmet i won it on an instagram contest 
I was like, oh gosh, it's red. I don't know how, I don't know that I'm going to wear that because my previous helmet was all black. And then I got it and I was like, oh, this is kind of flashy. Like, I'm kind of into this. <laughs> and then I started thinking about the visibility and I'm like, it is kind of like literally a red beacon to other motorists. Like, oh shit, there's somebody there. So I was like, this is, I'll keep the red helmet. You know, it's good for the brand, good for safety. Well, it works. And, you know, you've, you've well, it, like you said, it is your brand and you're settled. Uh, so how can people learn more about you, follow your blog, and get on the Her Two Wheels bandwagon? Yeah, totally. I mean, the easiest way is you can Google. You can just yeah, Google Her Two Wheels. Yeah, that's one of my my largest driving search engines is people just Google my name. And I'm on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Tumblr. Um, my email, you can email me, her two wheels at Gmail. I get emails all the time from people interested in talking. You can um, message me on my Instagram account. I try to message, I try to respond to all messages that merit a response, if that, right. if that no, makes any it. sense. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we uh, pull the plug, why don't you tell us a little bit about your setup? For, my setup? Yeah, Is that you, what you said? Yeah, your, your, set, your, your video, your setup. Yeah, totally. It, um, it's pretty generic, I will say. I see other moto vloggers with uh, a legit setup. I have tried having, what's it called, like lav mics and stuff, and they just didn't work for me. So my setup is super generic. I bought my GoPro used on Facebook. And then I have it stuck to my helmet with a couple pieces of m3 tape with that dreaded mic adapter that's zip tied to the gopro it, i mean it's messy but it works yeah not you how, so, many, how many uh gopros do you use you use two don't you i use two wow so then there's a lot of slapping them together to make sure everything's all synced up you told us in one of your videos how you do that which is pretty interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it works right it works kind of yeah sort of like <laughs> <laughs> Probably not the best solution, but it does work. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, any last bits of advice to women out there or anyone thinking of getting uh, on their own two wheels? Yeah. Um, if you've heard my story, you know that I was not raised around motorcycles. I didn't have family that rode motorcycles. I was not that type of girl that always knew that I wanted to ride one day. Um, it started out as something interesting to learn. And then the more I thought about it, the more... I really love the idea of being a rider. So if you're thinking about learning how to ride a motorcycle, just do it. Just learn. Even if you don't end up riding, it's like, what do you have to lose? Just learn. And you'll be able to tell people, I know how to ride a motorcycle. You know, like it's something unique, especially as a woman. So I just, just do it. And I think you'll be shocked at how much you'll enjoy it. Right. Let's increase the number of women on motorcycles. Absolutely. Right. Jess, I want to thank you very much for joining me here on the podcast. We're going to have this up. Don't go anywhere. I want to talk to you when we're done. And uh, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Seriously, this was great. Thank you. Thank you for joining me and Jess here in the V-Twin Cafe on episode 246 of the Motorcycle Men podcast, where Jess told us all about her YouTube channel that you can check out. Links will be in the show notes and, of course, on the website. And there'll be a link directly to her YouTube channel there as well.
Don't forget to check out our fellow podcasters, YouTubers, bloggers, and vloggers out there whose links you'll find on our links page. Now, all of these media outlets and many more out there do great things to promote and encourage our sport and this passion of ours. This has been the Motorcycle Men Podcast. I am Ted, your host. Thank you for listening. And remember, we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Enjoy your ride, kids.